Hello, everyone. Welcome to Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network. It's your man, LaRon Dawkins, here, and back beside me tonight is the one and only Stephanie Klimov. Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm no longer at the edge, or on the edge. What's that phrase? I've been talked off the le- ledge. Edge. <laughs> talked off the ledge. <laughs> anyway, move along. Hi. Our, our friend Corey has a night off, but in his place tonight is the most charming and wonderful Celeste Roberts from the 1v1 podcast show of Boss Rush Network. What's up, girl? How you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I was really worried the last episode was going to talk about you. No, I'm, I learned a lot. <laughs> I, learned I did a, too. <laughs> I learned a lot. And, if, and you guys are wondering what we talked about. You will have to check out the last episode because no spoilers tonight. Yeah. That lets us I know mean, right there if you're on your game. After that, maybe we should just like kick Corey out and have Celeste on permanently here. <laughs> <gasps> no, now he's going to get mad at me. He's going to be like, hey, hey, why, is, why is he going to get mad at you? If anything, he should be appreciative that he can take a break. <laughs> Please take a break, Corey. We need you to take a break. You're gonna burn out. Cause I love you, Corey. You're the reason I'm here. You see, uh, you don't want to make Celeste cry. Look at you. Look at what you've done. Yeah. 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 So have have you ladies been tonight? Been all right. It's on the been up okay. and up. Been okay. Um good. I get to hang out with you two people. I wish that we were in person. That would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we've got we've got to arrange the boss rush meetup one 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 of these times. Like I'm not sure if it'd be anytime real soon, but you know, we gotta do it. Like, it'd be nice if we can do it before 2022 ends. Would be nice. I, I think this is related to a topic that we want to talk about actually. Oh hmm. yeah. Yeah. Adult isolation, feeling more <gasps> isolated oh, as you You're get right. Older. Yes. That's- that's right. So you know what? Real fast, before we even start getting into the thick of it, let me just go ahead and like let's start our our Boss Rush pa- uh, patrons tonight. Um, if you don't know, like the Boss Rush Network has a Patreon, and we would love for you to become a member and join our patron Patreon and become one of our patrons. Uh, there's a there's a big assortment of perks available for it. I cannot wait for Corey to come back so he can go back to doing this. <laughs> all right. So all you have to do. Head over to www.patreon.com slash network and you'll get some information about our tiers. But real quickly, uh, for just the price of $1, subscribers can get into the early access tier of our Patreon, which grants you access to the Boss Rush podcast uh, three days ahead of, uh, ahead of its release, as well as Boss Rush After Dark, the show right now, <laughs> and Stare at Definition, uh, both two weeks earlier than, their, than the actual free feeds. Uh, we also have a $5 tier, which will get you – which will get your name mentioned on in, on our shows, in particular during the uh, producer shout out moment. So you know what? I will go ahead and shout out our producers right now. Uh, we want to give a big thanks to Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adrian Munger, Corey's wife Sana Derrick, <laughs> Francisco Santalon, and the wonderful Celeste Roberts. I'm Woo! investing in the community. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Yes, thank you for supporting the network and thank you for helping to produce our shows. Uh, like I said, head over to Boss Rush, head over to Boss Rush, uh, Network's uh, Patreon to get more details and also learn about our third and final tier that we have available. And, you know, if you aren't a member of, of our Patreon and are just checking out our show on the free feeds, uh, we love and appreciate and thank you anyway. Because guess what? Without, without you, there is no us. So there you go. All right, ladies. Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, but I 
I just gotta say, just being surrounded by like lovely women, you know, and you know, like women who have like a lot of good stuff to talk about, it's awesome because the last episode that w- the three of us were on, shit, that was fucking amazing. So I can't wait to see what we talk about tonight. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> ah, but you know what? Before that, like, uh, like, what's everybody been getting into lately? Getting into as far as like games or uh, games, TV shows, reading any good books lately, uh, picking up any hobbies. Um, I like I, I keep I keep joking with Stephanie that I'm gonna start taking pole dancing classes. I'm I'm gonna do it. Well, not pole dancing, pole classes. They don't call it pole dancing, do they? It's called pole, right? Pole, yeah, pole, uh, pole fitness. Okay, pole see, fitness. that's the fitness part is what was got me intrigued. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, doing you know doing the tricks around the pole, you know that stuff. <laughs> That that shit's hard. I'm so Stephanie. You make it look effortless. I'm watching you, and I'm like, God damn, girl. I don't yeah, know, yeah. but I still those, struggle doing pull-ups. Those rainbow, those, <laughs> those rainbow platform stilettos. Oh my god. They Get glow it, black girl. <laughs> I like Get it. it. Thank you. It's uh, fun. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But anyway, like, uh, like, yeah. Anything interesting going on in y'all's lives right now? Um, I don't know if I don't, this will probably be posted after we do this, but, um, the beginning of August, the first week in August, my boyfriend and I are going to Houston. It is about a five hour drive from where we live because we have some friends who moved there and my boyfriend is the godfather of their children. So we're really excited. I don't think the parents told the kids, so it's going to be a surprise. So I'm really excited to see them. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, um, I vented about this the last episode, so I'm not going to get into it, but I've just been very busy. Um, I beat Stray. I'll start Death Door from a gaming Congrats. standpoint. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I still am working on my fifth novel, so no updates there. Haven't really gotten into any new TV shows. Uh, my son is very much into Pokemon cards. I know. He so sent me a picture of him. The majority of my <laughs> money has gone there, and here's the slippery slope. It's not just for him, because I collected Pokemon cards when I was young, 25 years ago. And I think it's that's, again, it's psychology, because back then my parents rarely, rarely bought me them. Mm-hmm. But it's something I really wanted. So I had this tiny handful of cards I might have gotten from friends or hand-me-downs. But now that Pokemon's back. My son's in a Pokemon, and I have a, a, a disposable income, so to speak. I am mm-hmm. now buying too much. Like, I will buy, like, I just, <laughs> I forgot I pre-ordered something, right? I pre-ordered the new Pokemon Go booster set, and it's like this box. It's like this premium collector's trainer's box. It was 60 bucks, and it has 12 booster packs in it. Totally forgot I ordered it. It came in the mail today, and I'm like, you can have six, and I'll have six. So, like, I'm not just buying it for my son because he likes it. Now I'm like, I can buy all the cards I never could have gotten when I was a kid, and that's dangerous. Yeah, that is. So God. I unfortunately what? am in that now. That's all right. Can... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Celeste. I just wanted to say, Stephanie, how you said, like, disposable income and all the things that remind you of your childhood. Mm-hmm. Those Barbies, if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. I bought three Barbies just so I could dress them in those Super Mario clothes that they're wearing. Uh, that's awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> so, did you, you, know, did you play with Barbies as a kid? I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of, speaking of Barbie, like, are y'all going to watch the Barbie movie when it comes out? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> 
I am. I, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I, I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, you know, I'm kind of interested in this movie. And he's like, well, we're still together by the time this movie comes out. You are going to see it. I was like, okay. Have you seen Ryan Gosling as Ken? You know, you know what's you know what's crazy? What is I think okay, I think I put Ryan Gosling on, on a certain scale as far as like attractiveness and stuff, like but him as the Ken doll, I'm like, man, he looks so basic. Like you know, That's what's it's hilarious to me. Yes, he looks attractive, but it also looks comical to me. And I, yeah. I used to play with Barbies as a kid. So I um, don't like Barbies. My mom got me Barbies <laughs> because I was a tomboy. I rejected all things considered feminine in the the gender role thing like if i was born in in today's society i i'd hate to know what would happen to me but back then i rejected all things feminine and so when my mom bought me barbie dolls i would pop their heads off that's hilarious that is hilarious you're like you're my little wednesday adams with her marie antoinette doll (laughs) i love that though i wasn't i did not like to dress them let me i did i was not into because that was too much work i just wanted to make stories with them i wanted Mm -hmm. like to play with the playhouse use my imagination and i played a lot of the barbie games but i i don't know if i i wasn't like full-fledged tomboy but i also wasn't like super girly girl i don't know i don't know what the term would be maybe you're just a regular kid that didn't veer hard into one particular gender role which is great yeah i don't know i was weird (laughs) no because my mom desperately wanted me to be a girly girl and i think because of that i rejected all things yeah when you when you when you push someone to be something like it, it doesn't always go in your favor Right. And not to derail the conversation, but I, I, I've thought about this lately, gender roles and stuff, is that back then, so again, we're talking about, I was I was born late 80s, so I grew up in the 90s. Um, back then, I mean, still kind of like that now, but it's better, that anything feminine was a sign of weakness. Like, females crying, uh... sign of weakness. Pink, feminine, sign of weakness. So, and my dad, he wasn't sexist but he would just in general say Steph be tough so when I interpret be tough I'm like okay then I must therefore reject anything considered weak and unfortunately growing up what's considered weak people who like pink or people who play with dolls so basically and unfortunately because I know that's not true now I know that but that's why I became like I said I wish I was a boy I want to be a boy I'm a boy I wear pants Mm. I don't wear dresses because culture taught me that anything feminine was weak just a little tidbit I I can see how you'd want to rebel against that oh definitely life's weird (laughs) anyway sorry that's my little psych psychological trauma back then that's something it's something I want to do a panel on or I don't know if it would be a 1v1 or something where I want to talk about I played a variety of video games but I also played some Barbie games and some games geared to girls at the time which boys were playing too I'm just they were yeah. marketed to girls at the time and I'd really love to discuss that there's actually something called Femicom F-E-M-I-C-O-M and Femicom. They, have you heard of it no I haven't no no I was just <laughs> repeating it because I, 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 I misheard it the first time yeah, um, it's like an archive of all games marketed to girls. Oh, I have to check that out because I know I play, I know I've definitely played some some girly games, you know, a girl or yes. or you know m- games marketed towards like girls and and women and stuff like that. Yeah, I can understand that feeling, uh, Stephanie, because I went through phases like that. You know, I mm, I didn't want to be told what I could not do. 
Oh yeah, definitely. But Laurent, my were you sister... gonna say something about, oh, you just wanna talk about the Barbie movie. Oh, oh, I, oh, yeah, sorry. No, I, I just, I just, I just asked, I just asked a question oh, okay. about the Barbie movie, given that, given that, yeah, we're talking about Barbies. <laughs> so what about your sister? She, she's older, uh, my younger? Sister, uh, my, my, my sister, my younger sister, she's uh, 12 years younger than me. Like, as a matter okay. of fact, as a matter of fact, you know, um, it, it's, it's one of those things because um, I was the only child for 12 years and then she showed up and kind of like ruined my fun. <laughs> but, uh, but no, nah, because uh, because she had a brother that was 12 years old, you know, like getting ready to step into high school and stuff like that, you know, like she wanted to do everything that I did. So she wanted to be a tomboy. Um, and actually, I think she's a better there, there's some there's some aspects of it where she's a better man than I am, because like my my dad played basketball and I can't I I, I the basketball gene sure as fuck skipped me. But uh, but she but she was a high school and a college like basketball player. Oh, wow. so, it, yeah, like, yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't, sh I, I can't shoot hoops to save my life. You, uh, you tell me, I, you, you give me 10, 10 attempts to make a basket. I may get one. What's, what sport would you say is your best if you had to pick one? Uh, well, that's a funny story. Uh, I'm not sure. If, I'm, I'm not sure if I told you, told you this story before, Stephanie, um, because I was an only child. Well, I was an only child for Madame, but but also like my mom, like she was, she's like basically a lifelong diabetic. She was she was type, she was type one at like eleven years old, and uh and so when her and my dad got married and stuff, like it like pregnancy was a hard thing for her to to carry to term and stuff like that. So she had a couple of miscarriages before I came along, and so when I came along, like for the longest time, she used to talk about me like I she she'd tell me I was like the miracle kid because she. She was getting to a point where she thought she could not have any more kids, you know. Well, she wasn't going to be able to have any kids and stuff like that. So she became she became a prototype of a helicopter parent. She didn't want me to do anything where I could get hurt and stuff like that. So yeah, so like mm -hmm. so yeah, like so like me and my dad, we would we would go to war for her, trying to get me to like do stuff. Like I remember she shot me down wanting to take karate classes because like I grew up when the karate kid was a thing. Mm -hmm. So you know, like every kid wanted to like take karate, you know, and stuff like that. Um, sports you know that was kind of that was it, it was super high contact sports like football and stuff like that nope that wasn't a big thing like oh well you know why don't you play basketball like your dad you know so like that i i i was always shit at playing basketball so i didn't want to play and stuff like that you know things like that so you know um so yeah uh the one sport i would say i was good at uh, would be baseball and uh and, mm. and the bad thing is like i didn't i didn't keep up with it so you know like so you know like i know i'm not as um i know i know i'm not as good right now as like you know especially like throwing the ball like if i were like way out in the outfield and stuff like that i i, I know for sure like i'm not gonna be able to like like sling the ball you know get to like second or third base you know in time before someone someone rounds one of those bases now uh but i was pretty good in that um uh like uh i my dad and i were successful to finally get my mom to relax and allow me to play to play football for 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 a season, and and here we go here we go like uh like it was um was it ninth, it was either eighth grade or ninth, no it had to be ninth grade yeah it was it was freshman year you know um uh like I'm in there you know I make the team and everything like we're doing we're doing practice scrimmages you know like we haven't even had our first game yet and stuff like that but we're doing we're just doing practice runs and all this stuff and uh, and I remember like I was I, I was going and tackle this, this guy and like he was about the same size as I was he I think he was maybe just a little bit bigger but you know like same about same size as me. I remember catching I remember like the dude like stiff armed me and um and he and it was like one of those powerful ass stiff arms like it took me off my feet. Oh god. Um yeah and um and and um and and you know like usually when you fall backwards you always throw your hands out to try and catch yourself. Well mm -hmm. um 
Well, I landed the wrong way and I hyperextended my wrist. Ooh. Oh God. I, yeah. Oh. And now, now just remember everything I told you. Like I was a kid who was very sheltered. Like my mom didn't want to see me get hurt at anything. So yeah, like, oh, you had, oh. so yeah, like I fell, I fell, mm. I hyperextended my wrist and, and, uh, and I just couldn't deal with that pain. Like the immediately the coach ran in the field and he was like, Hey, like, it's not too late. The nurse is still here. Go to the nurse's office right now. Um, yeah, like, uh, I just knew my wrist was broken. Like that's, that's the way I felt and everything. So, you know, like I get to the nurse's office, the nurse is definitely like, sit down. We'll take a look at it. Every time she would attempt to touch my, to touch my, to touch my arm and my wrist, I, I wasn't having it. <laughs> I wouldn't let her touch it. So yeah, she's like, well, I'm going to have to call your mom because like, we're going to have to, you're going to have to like go and get it like looked at by a doctor and stuff like that. So like I'm so like I'm putting up the good I'm putting up the good fight and everything you know like yeah like I'm I'm freaking out because I think my wrist is broken and stuff like that. My mom my mom come gets to school. She walks into the nurse's, nurse's office. I kid you not. Like I'm sitting in the chair like right next to the nurse. I see my mom walk in the door, and as soon as she walks in the door, I look at her and I just start crying. Oh. <laughs> I just start crying, and my mom freaks out because she's never seen me cry like that before. <laughs> she's freaking out. Oh. Oh my God. Like, like I get taken to the emergency room. Like, like uh, I don't know, I don't know what the nurse did to finally calm me down, but it got to a point where I was finally calm enough to where a doctor and the nurse could actually, like, like you know, like look at my wrist. Like, we got it, we got it examined, and and uh, and the doctor, like, from the way he could, from the from what he felt in it, he was like, okay. He's like, I don't think we need to do X-rays. Like, he was talking, he was talking to my mom at that point, and uh, and he's like. And he's like, can you move it at all? Like, it was already swollen, but he asked me if I can move it at all. And I was like, I, I did a little little motion test. And he's like, okay, like, it's not broken. So, uh, so yeah, so he basically ruled that it was a, that was a very bad sprain. Like, like you know, to the point where this was a hyper, it was hyperextended. Oh, God. I was, I was in a sling for four weeks. I was in a sling for four weeks. And here is the, wow. funny, here's the funny part of this whole story, right? Because, uh, because, like, when um when I got cleared by a doctor, I could start I could stop wearing the sling and stuff. I was I was actually healed up, but just take it easy and stuff like that. One day, one day, like I I like like I'm at home doing my homework and stuff. I was I was the only person at home. My dad comes home, and he walks in the house and he and he looks at me. I'm at the dining room table doing my homework and stuff like that. And he looks at me for a second. He's like he's like, isn't there practice day? And he's like, and I was like, yeah. He's like, are you going? I was like, no. And that was the last time we had a conversation about me playing football. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, you poor thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, and you know what's funny? Like I'm 47 years old. I don't like getting hurt. Like you know, like if I cut myself, if I cut my finger when I'm cooking, I freak the fuck out. But it's not because mm -hmm. I like seeing my own blood. It's the fact that my fucking finger hurts and I can't deal with it and stuff like that. I don't mm -hmm. like getting hurt. <laughs> and uh. And and you know now I work out and stuff like so you know like you, you run your rent your random gamut of the of, of injuries and stuff like that like I just recovered from like a from like a something was going off my leg like I went my boyfriend and I went hiking the week before my birthday went went hiking did a five mile hike you know on on a trail somewhere around mile four I could not walk anymore something was wrong with my leg like uh like like and and the big joke is like look. Once you get to your 30s, take care of yourself. Like your body's going, your body's going to turn on you fast. Once you get, once you get to your 30s and beyond, because, uh, because uh, my boyfriend, I remember this, and now, I, and, and now I'm like, I, I, re I regret it because, like, we, because, like, we get to the trail, um, we both get out of the car and everything, 
I'm making sure like I have water and all this stuff and a towel and all this stuff. And I look over and my boyfriend is doing stretches. He's, he's jogging in place, warming up and everything. And I'm like, we're not running. We're going to actually walk the trail. I'm not in the mood to run. Also, I hate running trails. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just getting warmed up and stuff, you know, like that. I was laughing at him because he was doing that. And then guess who was laid up for nearly two months because he couldn't walk straight. Was it him? Was it that him? That was me. That was me. It was you. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I don't know if he was talking a big game and then he's the one who suffered. No, 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 no. And, and, and just last week he sends me, he sends me something on Twitter. He sends me something on Twitter and is basically a, and it's basically like, do these eight things before your next run. <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfucker. That's not nice. <laughs> you That's motherfucker. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, like I, yeah, I cannot stand being hurt, and I can't, I can't stand being hurt in discomfort or in pain and stuff like that, you know. So it's just one of those weird things. Like um, like it took me, it took me nearly five months to um to get over a um, to get over a, uh, I believe I. Hold my freaking um, what's the fucking the damn it uh, your, I can't remember your shoulder your uh uh it's the rotator it, cuff. Thank you, rotator cuff. Like when like when when I moved when I moved to my new place uh I just wore myself out and um and and before the move and everything I I something was going on with my shoulder because I felt like you know like how sometimes you twist your arm and you and you know like you know how like your muscles kind of roll over each other and stuff like that yeah. i could definitely feel i could definitely feel a lot more tension in that in that movement and stuff like that so yeah moving hauling all those boxes and furniture and stuff like that yeah my 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 rotator cuff was like i i quit <laughs> uh took me nearly took me over 5 months to that to heal and as soon as the rotator cuff gets better and everything then i then i hurt my leg oh my gosh I, I'm, I'm like a, i'm like a fucking mess <sighs> it all started when you fell as a kid. <laughs> That's basically, what started it. <laughs> basically, basically, you know, like, you know, like, I don't want to give my mom any hell or whatnot, but there are many days I, I want to ask her, I was like, why did you coddle me so much when I was a fucking child? <laughs> like, let me go out there and get hurt. So, you know, like, I've never broken a bone in my life. You know, I've never, I've never had, I've never had to go in for like a major surgery, you know, besides dental surgery, where I pull some teeth out and stuff like that. I've never had to go in for like a major surgery. So I've never had stitches or nothing like that, you know? Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, pull a muscle or some shit and I'm fucking done. Like, as a matter of fact, I can't function when I have a headache. <laughs> I think that's a man thing. <laughs> you, know you know, I, I'm just I, picking you know, on you, Leron. No, 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 no. I, I, I told, I, I tell everybody I date, I was like, Hey, when I, when I, when I get sick, I have full on man flu. I don't care if it's just a 16 hour bug. I have full on man flu. You can't, you can't, all you gotta do is just pamper me. Like if I call you and say, hey, I need this, just don't, don't say a word, just go get it. <laughs> all right, Laron, if you ever are sick around me, I'm going to put you in my jet tub with some bubbles. Oh, I would love, I would love that. Considering that, considering that <laughs> at six foot three, 240 some odd pounds, <laughs> There is not a tub I can fit in. I, 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 <laughs> I tell my, I tell myself like the next, the next house, uh, the next house I, I move into and whatnot. I'm going to make sure there's like a nice Olympic size like bathtub in there because I hate the fact that I can't get in the bathtub and submerge like up to my neck without some part of my body like my knee sticking above the water or something. Mm. Like I, I just cannot get in the water and just be there. And you know, I know there's people out there. It's like, it's like, ugh, like taking baths and stuff like that. You don't understand. <laughs> 
at 47 years old, and the only thing I can do is take showers. Like, I would like to be able to take a bath, you know, in something that's not a swimming pool, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's relaxing. I, I try to take a bath um, once a week. I usually shower in the morning after I exercise. And once a week, it's just nice. Put on a podcast or some music, bubbles. Just relax, relax, mm, definitely, relax. Definitely. Enough about me. I, I guarantee you, everybody's listening like, well, Ron's like a big ass bitch. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can hear it. <laughs> no, not at all. So what are we talking about? Do we um? Do we do housekeeping? Uh, technically, the show doesn't have housekeeping, but you know, uh, just just so everyone knows, real quickly, like this is Boss Rush after Dark, the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network. Uh, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Uh, definitely, uh, you will hear this uh, first if you're a patron subscriber. So definitely, like, look that up. And all not all that's out the way. Let's go ahead and bring it to our first topic. <laughs> what is our first topic, ladies? What about the isolation adult isolation thing, Majiga? <laughs> Sorry, yes, yes, yes. I came up with it today. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so go ahead, go ahead, get started, Celeste. I was just thinking. So, I have, I have you all in my life, and it's, it's wonderful. And I have friends in real life who have moved. I have a few friends nearby, but I don't get to see them that often. And sometimes I get very sad. I mean, my boyfriend and I have been together for six years. But your partner is only one part of your identity, right? They can only, they can't fulfill every need that you have and every faucet of your personality, facet of your personality. Um, Timmy's a little bit more introverted than I am. I'm a little bit more extroverted. I like meaningful conversations. I don't want to go, if I'm around people, I don't feel comfortable with my extroverted side will kind of wane. But I've just been thinking a lot how I wish that there were a way to travel that's faster than flying on an airplane because yeah we all could go you know travel to an airport i hate airports i hate them they're stressful um plan and it's also expensive it's just it's the theatrics of it all i just wish we could do like they do on bronze star trek with the little beam me up it's transporter beams yes yes and i could just be like stephanie it's it's wednesday it's random but you want to go grab something to eat a girl's Mm -hmm. night like that would be awesome and i mean i know we could do virtual happy hours and stuff but yeah i just i just i've been kind of sad lately that my my best friend moved to south carolina 10 years ago and we we keep in touch of course but there is something about being with people in person yeah um you know i'm i feel like i'm kind of weird about this because i I, because i'm I, i consider myself an extrovert but i but just like you, like, you know, sometimes those the the extrovert batteries in me, like, kind of wane, you know, and stuff like that. And I always feel like, you know, like, I would just love to have, like, you know, like, a a, a, a week, you know, like, I, I don't, it's not even, a whole, I'm, I'm past a, needing the whole day or weekend now. I need, like, a, I need, like, a week or a month, you know, where it's, like, as little contact as possible. Even if it means, like, I have to, like, take a, take a month hiatus from work or whatnot, you know, like, when it's, it's. I think the reason I think how I wound up like this is because like um when I was unemployed for a while like um one of the last things that I had one of the last things I had to sacrifice was having a cell phone and stuff like that and um and being off the grid for for like a hot minute and by a hot minute I mean like it was like almost a year that I didn't have a cell phone mm-hmm. being wow off the grid, being off the grid it does it, it it changes your it changes the way you think about things and stuff like that you know like I like I always thrive in social environments but yeah there are days when it's like I don't want to see people. 
I don't want to see people. I don't want to think about people unless they're on a television where they don't interact with me. Well, yeah. Do you, I mean, do you also find it depends on the type of person? Like I've been around people. I can, I can automatically tell from their energy and how they're acting. I'm not comfortable around them. I'm not jiving with them. Yep. I, but then there are people who, like I have online friends and people like you that I can talk to about things that I don't talk to mm -hmm. other people in my real life with, you know, I, yeah, for sure. I, uh, I'm naturally an introvert, so it's already challenging enough for me to see people in person, but um, going to sound like that old fart shouting at the clouds, but you know, I, technology is wonderful. It helps us connect with people. I wouldn't have met you guys without it, but the fact that my brain's now so trained, it, it changes the way I, I communicate to people. Like I, I really prefer texting over a phone call. Oh yeah. It gives me another layer of excuse not to see someone. Um, and I hate the, and I, I do it sometimes too. So it's not like I'm criticizing other people, not myself is the, yeah, let's get together sometime like that phrase, but like with no care, carry through. I mean, granted again, not counting extenuating factors, but just kind of like that shallow promise of seeing people. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. like most of y'all can relate COVID compounded that and made it even worse. I don't have social anxiety, but it's just all the more reason for me to be like, yeah, there's really just no point in connecting with people, even though deep down at like every human needs some level of, of connection. And, I, and it can kind of lead to this like weird cycle of like, not necessarily depression, but you know. I, I know what you mean. I um Sometimes I, I like randomly kind of tear tear up when I think about things. I don't know if y'all ever have the I'm not, not not even from stress or anything, just I I feel lonely sometimes. And I, I've done local plays, like I've performed in local theater. I've gotten in, I volunteer in my community. And I love those people I've met, but I, I connect a lot with you guys and, and other people. And yeah. it, it gets sad. it's sad sometimes that I can't just say let's uh let's have a game night in person. I'll I'll cook or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing the one thing I told myself I was going to get back to doing um like Stephanie knows this, but um I used to live I used to live with in a house with like with like a married couple as well as one other adult, and then all of a sudden it became like an additional adult because mm -hmm. like right before right before COVID happened, you know, like um a situation happened with uh with, with one of my roommate's brothers, like the like the actual guy that owned the house, like his uh his brother um had a bad breakup from, from a girlfriend and it was one of those situations was like if he doesn't get the fuck out, she might she might do bodily harm to him. <laughs> uh, oh and uh, and so and so uh so like then this is right before COVID happened. We didn't even know COVID was coming, you know, basically. Um, it was one of those things where he was only be living with us for like three months, you know, and then and then like he gets in and two weeks later, bam, everybody's staying at home and stuff, you know, like it's unknown what what the way of life is going to be and stuff like that. And of course, the housing market does what it's doing, you know, and shit gets worse. And, you know, like I and so now I was living with four other adults and then like the and like the married couple they had a kid which i love that guy as a matter of fact as a matter of fact he was just over here like the, the little man was just over here la uh two weeks ago and he would not leave my side <laughs> he would not leave my side like yeah. we we're each other's favorite person <laughs> that's so that's so awesome that you could keep in touch with them oh yeah oh yeah 
Yeah. So um. So yeah. So. So yeah, when the opportunity came to move out of that place, you know, I I I, I have a roommate, of course, like right now and stuff like that. But when the opportunity came to like to like get less to get around less adults, I took it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, there awesome. are some. But yeah, there are there are days when I actually want to isolate myself, even though I only have one roommate. <laughs> I will say, so I'm a morning person, so I get up at five thirty and I exercise and I have that time to myself. Timmy's a night owl. And I think it's a good balance because I'm like you, Laurent, I need my time. I'm like you, Stephanie, I need my time. <laughs> no matter how much you love someone, you can't be up each other's butt very yeah. often. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. Do you find uh, as you've gotten older, it feels a little bit more isolating or less isolating? I feel it's more isolating. Um, there's a lot of factors like... Um, I found a change in the friends that I had once they everyone started getting married. That's like one thing. The difference mm -hmm. between like singles and married couples. I mean, some still retain that that um, friendship. Like there's still plenty that do, but especially with women, I feel not all. Obviously, when they get married, they just completely just absorb themselves into their husband's life and their friends. Like that happened to my yeah. last best friend that I had from high school. And I'm not speaking ill of her at all. But unfortunately, what I felt and observed was that as soon as she got married, she was all about her husband and all her husband's friends. Like just now, and I, gone. She doesn't talk to me. We don't talk. Was that her or do you, was he controlling or that's the role she wanted to assume? I think it's the role she wanted to assume. He's a nice guy. We, we got along. He's a nice dude. She, she's kind of like your like Pinterest kind of girl. Like I want to do everything like perfect and be part of, I don't know, everything. I don't know. It's like hard to explain. Like Betty homemaker. Yeah. So she's just all about that. So we didn't have a falling out, like nothing bad happened, but just once she got married, I just saw a switch flip and she was all about that life and cared more about his friend circle and made friends with those people than maintain the friendships of past. Um, so I saw that happen when, when people have kids, but that's, you know, that what, that's what happens. So like, that's when, you know, my parents would say, well, you'll just make a new set of friends. You're going to mm -hmm. make friends with parents i have still yet to make friends with a lot of parents um, and i personally am struggling um so that's one factor like where people are in their lives as you get older because people will have more life events as they get older that includes divorce <laughs> i think mm -hmm. i lost another friend because of divorce because she was very speaking of our last topic very catholic and so when i told her about the divorce she goes well maybe if you're lucky you guys will get back together i'm like well that's not really what i was expecting yeah that's and not I, helpful yeah and she and again i don't want you to think i'm speaking ill of her and she was not directly critical to me but i could tell she was disappointed that i was getting a divorce not sad for me mm. disappointed guess what we don't talk so like i'm i lose a lot of people via life events um that's that's uh, that yeah. sucks yes it's disappointing that's just i'm disappointed that yeah. that was her reaction right it was very heart it's just super heartbreaking and um i've lost friends that i've gone through a very depressive it's very de depressive episodes i suffered um sexual assault i've lost friends after that assault as well um so just i feel like there are lots of adult-sized trials that uh 
I felt like I've been isolating. And then last but not least, it's also the day and age we live in. I feel that the odds of me finding a genuine friendship, it has actually decreased. There are a lot of superficial friendships, fair weather friends. I mean, that's always existed through the dawn of man, but I feel like Mm -hmm. it's more so now. And I have a hard time making friends. I've even gone on Bumble BFF because I'm starting to run out of places to meet people for friendships. I've had made a couple friends from there, but like, wait, 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 did you say Bumble for BFF? Yeah, so Bumble's the dating app, but then there's also Bumble BFF, and then there's like a Bumble, I don't know what it's called, like for networking from a work standpoint. Oh, they have that? I did not know that was a thing. Yeah? I didn't know either. I didn't know they had an, I knew about the front one, but I did not know about the um, networking. I had no no idea. Like one, I've met a couple of divorced women on there. That's kind of why I went on there, because I now had no, at that time, I had no friends because I was divorced. Mm -hmm. Um. And one of them is a very close friend of mine. I mean, we have very different personalities, but we bonded through our divorce. And I fulfilled her ex-husband's role at their D&D campaign. But I made friends through that. So now I have like a D&D group that oh, were wow. friends. That's cool. So, so it's, you know, I'm trying so hard. And I'm sorry this is a long-winded answer to your question, Celeste. But <laughs> yes. No, that's what this is about. And I'm glad you're doing that. I, I... It's getting more difficult as I get older. Many times I wonder if it's me. <laughs> but um, I think we all just we get we get caught up in our in our lives and um. That's that's one part of it. That's one part of it. Like you know the the how did our lives get get so mundane and monotonous? You know, like you know I I, I, I'm pretty sure like, you know, like everybody goes, you guys go out and do things, you know, like you, you put some spontaneity in your life and stuff like that, but it, it did become a chore to go out and meet new friends, didn't it? It's exhausting because you're a a time, we're running out of time, not, not to be dramatic, but as you get older, time is probably the most valuable thing you have and you don't want to waste your time. That, yeah, that part. And unfortunately people, people are an investment and it takes time to get to know people. Mm-hmm. And like Stephanie is saying, sometimes people don't always have your best interest at heart. Um, yeah. After I got divorced, I, I keep in touch with like one or two people that were closer to my husband, my ex-husband, but um, the dynamic has changed and they're good people. I don't wish them ill or anything. So you're not, you're not one of those. You're not one of those people. If I if I broke up with him, I broke up with your ass too. You're not one of those people, are you? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I wish him well. If I would see him in public, I'd give him a hug and ask him uh-huh. how he's doing. I wish him the best in life. But uh, yeah, one one friend, um, mutual friend, we were hanging out after I, we had been se- my ex husband and I had been separated. He and his wife came over to my rent house and. I don't know what the topic was. I think we we're just talking about the whole situation. And he, I think he may, meant this jokingly, but I didn't take it as a joke. He said, like, Celeste is like used goods now. Oh, crap. I don't talk to that person anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't talk to them either. I mean, that wasn't like, I didn't say get out or anything, but I just like, I, yeah, I, I like, oh, just... I'm busy. I can't hang out with you. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'd have been like, I'd have been like, you're, you're a big fuckhead right now, aren't you? <laughs> um, which anybody's listening, if you, I don't know if this is like a life advice podcast, but um, divorce is not the end of the world. In fact, I'm I'm grateful I went through it because it 
it's just a legal breakup. I mean, yes, it can be more complicated if you have children and property and all these other things, but it's not the end of the world. Like I was actually optimistic. I was like, man, maybe I'll, I'll meet somebody who's fantastic and I won't have to deal with the stress of this bad relationship. Yeah, I, I definitely will agree and support that statement because I was disappointed in myself as a Catholic, like, damn it, I'm getting divorced. I'm a disappointment. But, you know, no, and, and some many people have told me this, no one gets, well, I would hope no one, the majority of people get married without the intent to get divorced. No one wants to get divorced. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. So, and I feel like as long no. as everyone's done their darndest to make it work and it just can't, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I could have chosen to stay, but I bet you I'd be a psychological mess. Like I would not be as good of a mother, I don't think. I I think I would have gone down a a really dark path. So I feel like it was dis, I, I was disappointed in myself that I couldn't be like all those other wonderfully married people that are just having the best time of, you know. <laughs> oh, they're not always that. But, I mean, yeah. But the bottom line is, Celeste, you're right. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't make you, like that person said, used goods. Or as my mom says, I'm luggage, which is her version of baggage. <laughs> She's like, Steph, you've got luggage now. I'm like, you mean baggage? Everybody has that. Every single person walking this yeah. earth. Is it's bad. a life yeah. phase. It can be expensive, but it's just a life phase. <laughs> it tough. is. And, and would you rather, okay, my great grandmother, I did not find out until I was much older because they weren't going to tell me this when I was a kid she stayed with my great-grandpa they were Catholic and it was also a different time period she had up to a third grade education mm-hmm. he had a family on the other on the side like he was a philanderer and they didn't tell wow. me this when I was a kid wow. I knew them I grew up down the street from them where was she going to go in like the 1930s and 40s that, yeah, third yeah. grade education and no, she was Catholic but- and can we can we stop for a moment and just talk about how like how like how like it was fucking crazy oppressive to be a woman you know before shit like I almost want to say it's almost it's, it's still like that honestly like in this day and age and stuff like that but the fact that you know like there was a time there was a time when when everything a woman had or did was tied up in her husband or her or the person that was going to be her life mate and stuff like that. I don't know. I guess I guess I have like the 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 look, you know, I guess I have like the vision of like how the world is right now that I I don't think I could ever be that type of controlling, you know, over a person I call my spouse, you know. But of course, like, you know, like back then men were ingrained to be a certain way with with their women and stuff like that. And yeah, like having women on the side, that was just part of being a man. You know? Oh yeah. Like apparently it was way more common than you would believe. Cause my, my mom was talking about it with one of her coworkers and how it upset her because she adored her grandparents and her coworker was like, Oh my gosh, that, that was happening a lot more than you imagine. Yeah. 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 I would want to make an announcement to the man that I'm guess I'm kind of dating now that if you hear this, I do not tolerate cheating. If I find out, I will drive down to where you live and chop your balls <laughs> off. Woo. Oh God. It's but that's that's a great example though. I mean, if my spouse did that to me today, I could be like, Well, I guess we're getting divorced because I'm not staying right. with you because I can support myself. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I read a funny, well, it's not really that funny tweet 
um, about like marriage fails, which is really sad, actually, that this girl found out hours before her wedding that her soon to be husband fucked another woman not too long ago and she went through with the wedding would you guys do that and 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 i want to keep in mind like i can understand that it would be difficult because you paid all this money but like still would you go through with the wedding no i'd make a fuck i'd make a fucking spectacle of the fact that we're not getting married Oh, I yes, I make it an unwedding in front of everybody. And you, know oh, what, yeah. and, and you know what's crazy about this? Like, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of reasonable because like I'm one of those people like I kind of like I kind of like do I kind of like do this thing where it's like an anatomy or a biopsy of why like you know like somebody's cheated or this or the relationship has gone this way and stuff like that. But right before a fucking wedding, uh uh-uh, uh no no I I don't even have like enough patience for that shit. Yeah, I make I, a newly yeah. single party. I would actually. <laughs> probably go out of my way like i will still have the wedding but right before we get married i just like stop the priest or the justice of the peace and be like oh by the way everybody this guy fucked so and so a couple hours so the we're done off. here let's go get some drinks like i would just publicly embarrass the living yeah. daylights of that person i don't i don't understand it i Stephanie would be Stephanie would be like, well, before we pronounce this man, uh, husband and wife, is there anybody here who'd like to object? And Stephanie would just be like, I'd like to object. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how I do it. That. God. But you know, it it makes me wonder. This this just popped into my head. I'm. How safe was it for my great grandma? Like, were there STDs and stuff? Like, how many people? Or just, imagine, or just imagine your or just imagine your grandma finally like had enough and was like, I'm gonna leave your ass. Like I wonder what that environment was like for for a hot minute. Yeah. That's she awful. she adored him though, apparently. Like she oh. worshipped the ground he he walked on and um but like up until he, he passed away. No, she passed away before he did. Um he would go like every Friday night and go play cards with this lady, this side lady. That is sure so- he did. That's okay. so sketch. That's so sketch. Which, like, I just, I can't even fathom that. Like, okay, if you're, like, into polyamory, but that's not cheating, and there's obviously, like, an understood consent there, but I don't think that was the uh, Yeah, I don't think she was that. in yeah. polyamory. Yeah, that was not No, that was not the situation. You know, but, same uh, thing with my Nana. She w- met my Gong Gong in, in China, and then they moved to Taiwan, and because he was in the military, um, he would like, or the job that he had, he was always traveling. He was only home, like, once every couple months. And unfortunately, there's definitely been rumors that he had been having several affairs and possibly fathered a, a, another child with another woman. And, like, my Nana couldn't do anything about it because, A, of the time, but also, like, the Asian culture. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just, I personally can't imagine myself being in that helpless situation. I would be so pissed. <laughs> Do you know that we, as women, were not allowed to have credit cards until like the 70s, 1970s, mm-hmm. which yeah, blows my damn mind. Wow. And rent apartments like Laurent was talking about. You had to have your dad or your husband or like a brother or something. Oh, it, oh yeah. And if, you, and if you were a woman that actually had like lived on your own and stuff like that, you are immediately a lesbian. <laughs> immediately. immediately a lesbian. Yeah. God. So, yeah, adulthood, um, isolation, yes. Um, it's it's a very lonely thing. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But I am grateful that I, I've met the folks at AZP and Boss Rush because even though there's the limitation of being online or virtual, 
y'all kind of saved me because I, I was, Aww. I hate to say it, but I was losing friends left and right. They were just dropping like flies. And I was like, I'm going to grow old and die alone. I don't want to die alone. Let's because... move in together, Stephanie. Yeah. I want to be like the Golden Girls because I don't yes. want to go to a nursing home and be abused by people. That's which, my fear. Which which Golden Girl was your? Yeah, I, I. I think I would be Dorothy. I hate to say it, but I would. Oh. I hate to say it. She's a bad bitch. Are you? I kidding? know. I know. Dorothy's awesome. How about you, Celeste? I would like to say I'd be a Dorothy, but I'm really more of a Rose. <laughs> I know how I am. And if we get the, if we move in together, we have to get a house just like yes. the Golden Girls house. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The Mega Millions, as of this recording, it's- It's like uh, 1.07 billion, right? Uh, we bought, yes. As of the time of this recording on July 27th, the drawing is slash was July 29th. We bought five tickets. We never buy lottery tickets, but we're like, you know what? What the hell? You know, I mean, I'm a dumbass because I only buy I only buy lottery tickets once it gets past like 400 million. I'll, that's the only time I start buying them. And like and like and like, ugh. I should be buying them when it's like the the base. Like, what is it? 50 million is the base, right? Like that's what I, that's I, what that's what it resets to, right? I, I I'm not really I don't really know a lot about it. I just I, like I would love to win, but I also don't want to win because I would lose a lot of friends and I, I'm worried about like ransom notes and people. <sighs> kidnapping family members and I, I think of all the horrible things that would happen. Yeah. I'd be okay with like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> that's the book that's the bullshit I hate about winning the lottery is like you can't be anonymous about it, you know. Mm -mm. Isn't like it depending on the state? It depends there are like only nine, seven or nine states that allow you to claim it anonymously. Which I think is bullshit. Like use your common fucking sense. What kind of repercussions do you think will be if your name is public like you just want a billion dollars. You're gonna we, die. We have so many relatives who are not great with money that I just, I mean, I, I know what I would do. I'd be like, this is the amount you're getting, and once you spend it, that, that's Oh, it. yes. As of July 1st, 2019, a new law in Virginia allows winners of, of prizes greater than $10 million to claim the prize anonymously. Nice. Yes, I'm in there. Buy some <laughs> tickets, Laron. Hey, can we kind of make this like a quick spinoff topic, if you don't mind? Like, what would you guys do if you won this current jackpot? You said it was one point something billion? One well, I think it was one point Zero two zero billion. Oh, zero two. I thought it was zero seven. Okay. Yeah. Still a lot of money. So ballpark after taxes, we're looking at. I don't even know how much the tax. I know, just six, know it's heavily taxed. Maybe like six hundred million. I okay, guess. so let's um, let's let's round it down to like five hundred million, half a billion dollars. What would you do? Let me see something. First step. There there is a thread on Reddit that tells you everything you need to do. Like first, you lawyer up. Okay. Uh, the Mega Millions winners. <laughs> can take 30 annual payments of over 29 years or an immediate cash lump sum, which most, most winners opt to do. The estimated cash option will come out to $602.5 million, and the prize will be subject to a 24% federal tax withholding or roughly $144.6 million. So if we do the math on that, 602.5 minus 144.6, you wind up you wind up with nearly uh, half a billion dollars. I guess 487 million point nine dollars. So would you guys take the lump sum or would you take the monthly I payments? I would fucking take lump, you know, lump actually, sum. Lump sum. Actually, actually, take I would the take lump the lump sum. I would. Oh, well, yes, yeah, right, because you get eight up and you get eight up in more taxes taking it monthly. And there's a risk. What if they, what if they file bankruptcy down the road and you're screwed? Yeah. Like you don't get this yeah, money. So there, there was okay. So I don't. I cannot remember verbatim, 
but in the Reddit thread, somebody said like these very thorough steps of everything you need to do if you win the lottery, like legal stuff and everything. They said, take the lump sum and they explained why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, good, good to know. Um, lawyer up. Number one, lawyer up. Yeah. They said, do not talk to anybody. Do not go to your family's lawyer. Go to a lawyer in a big city, like go to a big firm, say that you want the most experienced lawyer. Um, set up, okay. if you, if you are interested in helping out family and friends, set up trust. Set up trust. Set up, yeah. Set don't, up a trust yeah, for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not consult them. Do not, because apparently there've been lawsuits where like, oh, well they talked to aunt so-and-so and she gave them un duly advice or something i don't know that the reddit thread can explain it but wow. yeah. protect yourself well uh, if you if you find a thread true. please share it with us if you find a yeah. thread, please share it with us we're yeah, talking like we're about to win but <laughs> <laughs> well so again i would okay so what i would do for i think it's sometimes more fun to think about what i would do with all this money than i would actually what i'd be scared again i'd be scared that there'd be people coming after me or my family members making oh, threats yes. or ransoms like well we know you have the money so we're gonna you know we're gonna kill your grandma unless you give us 50 500 million dollars or whatever but in a in the sunshine and rainbows aspect um once i get my money i would absolutely quit my job <laughs> I love my job, but I would quit. I struggle with that. I lo- I love my job, and I I struggle. Oh, you know what? I feel like I feel like I'd still be working at my job, but it would definitely be one that was like I I give zero fucks. You have fuck money. You have fuck you money. I would I would donate to a lot. I would donate to charities. I'd volunteer yes. more. I'd travel. Yes. I would donate to a lot of things in my community, like you know all these fundraisers and things they're trying to do to um, beautify things. I would be the one. I'd be very heavily invested. Like we're going to revitalize downtown. I would help fund some businesses to. I'd help. I'd fund some oh, scholarships. Oh, trust me. I I throw enough money into the city that I, at least a street would be named after my ass. <laughs> I would throw <laughs> the Dawkins Lane. <laughs> like shit. Like if I don't get a street, if, if I don't get a fucking park or a lake, I I better have a fucking street. My okay. What about you, Stephanie? Um, well, I would tackle the boring stuff first. Like I'd get myself out of any sort of debt that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I would set aside money for, for Nikolai, but not in like a way that he would grow up being spoiled, be like, oh, I just will have I money trust. when I turn 18. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I would figure, I don't know how, but that, that I'll leave the legal legality and professionals. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, I want money for my son so he won't suffer, but I don't want him to t- turn to a spoiled peckerhead. Um, I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, I, I would obviously have to parcel out money for certain family members, like all that other stuff that we just talked about. I would likely quit my current job. I would have a job, but I just would not. I would no longer want to work in pharmacy. I'm sorry. I will keep my license up to date every year just in case. But I will do I will have a different job. Maybe I would like throw myself full time in a boss rush, for example, like something that I am passionate about, throw myself back into writing my novels or working on graphic novels. So I would still be working, but it's like I have money in the bank to support me until I can get up and running. Mm-hmm. Definitely would travel more. Um, goodness, what would I actually do? Uh, other than like being a beneficiary to places, I would, I would you know, donate and stuff too. Um, I would do a lot of investing mm-hmm. properties. Um, also, you know, speaking of like charities, like I would like to do, like throw my power like to support like environmentalism. I'm really passionate about that. Um, 
I would make my gaming room super badass. Just replace Stephanie, all my TVs. Stephanie would have a fucking arcade in her house. Yes, I would have an arcade in my house. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, the gist of it. I know that, I guess that was kind of boring, but I don't know. No. No, not at all. I mean. No, no, I mean, no. It's it's it's, it's a lot of stuff that I actually would, would also consider doing, like, and, it, you know, be sensible about it and stuff like that, you know. The main reason why, the main reason why I would say, like, oh, the main reason why initially I would, like, get the monthly is because, like, I don't. Everyone says getting a lump sum of money like that changes you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I would be one of those jackasses that blow through a lottery in like two years, lottery earnings in two years and stuff like that. But I also feel like having that that much money right there, you know, is also a temptation to like do something fucking mm-hmm. nuts. You know, like going yes. like going out and buying an island that you know nothing about. You know, <laughs> shit like that. You have you know? to protect yourself from yourself. Like you'd have to yeah, be That's disciplined true. enough to set up a trust for yourself. Yeah. Like, like definitely, like you know, whatever debt I had, it gets consolidated immediately and stuff like that. You know, um, some family will get taken care of and stuff like that. You know, definitely my mom will get taken care of. You know, I'll do something for my sister. You know, um, I'll definitely invest. You know, like put put and put in sensible investments. Have have like stocks and bonds and stuff like that. Um, but I would also take care of a few things I've always just wanted to do for myself and things like that. And this is not even splurging. Like I don't, I'm not going to go out and buy like a, a, a half a million dollar car, you know, shit like that, you know, um, you know, just, you know, like just some of the stuff that's always been, you know, stuff that's on this million, your lifelong wish list. You know, I, I'd knock some of that stuff off and things like that. You know um, I definitely like, you know, like I, I would, become a philanthropist so you know i would i would donate to charities you know charities and and things that make sense to me or you know make sense to you know um shit like i would do and i definitely do a lot of stuff for tax write-offs you know like (laughs) to make sure that you know like it's just not you know like oh i i put this money into it but it's also not leaving my account you know if that makes sense um yeah uh yeah i would i would still i would still remain working i do like my job and stuff i like you know like i work in the tech field and i'm doing i'm doing stuff that's you know it's it, it can be brain breaking work sometimes but at the same time it's fun work it's 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 right up my alley of stuff i can do so i would still keep my job and stuff like that i'd, I'd probably be struggling with like the the level of dedication to it you know <laughs> yeah i'll be part-time the one will be part-time yeah um and um i'm trying to think uh i'm trying to think some some other stuff you know uh oh definitely for sure though like i said now i know virginia is one of those states where you can claim anonymously like nobody would know shit like like i would like i would literally like cash that check and then like people people would not realize you know like oh he bought a new car like you know like but they wouldn't think about it because it wouldn't be some extravagant ass fucking car or some shit like that you know i'd I'd still i'd still live a low-key life and stuff like that you know well i would try to you know some somehow some way i'm gonna do your mom would spill the beans. She probably would. So, but somehow, some way, like somebody would eventually find out that oh, he came in some money. Like, what did he do? Right. But <laughs> I, I like your approach. It's not to like go super obnoxious to the point where like it's very flagrantly noticeable. Yeah. Like the thing with the car, like for me, I wouldn't get like a Maserati, but you know what I'd get? I get a Tesla, only because like I can actually now afford an electric car. So it's nicer, but it's not like yeah. super obnoxious. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you know, like. And I think that's where a lot of people that actually come into money, and I'm talking, I'm not even talking about lotteries. Like some people get inheritances and stuff uh. like that, and they go fucking ham. You know, they get shit, you know, and then they don't understand why they don't have any more money. You know, like it's like, it's like, 
it's like it's nice to have, but it's supposed to sustain you for at least a certain amount of time. Is you know, like a lot of people's inheritance is like they, they it might be something that sustains them for the rest of their lives, but you know, in a sensible, in a sensible and practical world, like it's usually something that gets you by for like a set amount of time and stuff like that. And some people just don't. I know I'm not fiscally, fiscally and financially responsible and stuff like that, but um, but I think I feel like I have the know-how, you know, to say like, oh, rain this shit in, Leron, right now, like, like you just spent you just spent ninety thousand dollars in two weeks, like it's time to it's time to stop fucking around, you know, stuff like that, you know. It's it's funny how like people turn into children when that happens because children have that impulsivity that yeah. for the most part as adults we try to dim calm down a little bit. Um, I, there's, you know how there's like, there's a lot of HGTV shows, like people who renovate houses. There's actually a show specifically for people who won the lottery that are buying yes. houses. Yes. Yes. Like, I know what you're talking about. Um, I would again, be worried about safety. That's the biggest thing. Like if we win anything from this drawing on the 29th, I hope it's like, you know, enough to like, oh, we'll, we'll put some towards the house or something yeah. but so not uh, we uh, we can time this we can time this to the to the day like like the the next drawing the next drawing is the 29th. oh the next drawing is, yeah the 29th the next drawing is the 29th at 11 p.m eastern by 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 tuesday all of a sudden like celeste is gonna be like hey i've got some things to do i'm gonna drop out of 1v1 <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> no. I would say, hey, um, party, um, boss rush party. Uh, y'all pick the location. I'm, fly- I'm flying everybody I'm flying in. Flying us in, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just Des- destination Celeste, boss rush. How much do we rush. owe you? Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, but I, I miraculously have the ability to fund everybody's hotel room. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I really want to help people. But okay, this is something else I thought about. And maybe y'all could enlighten me. I was thinking about this because I'm insane. What about the relatives who are like currently struggling to get by, but they rely on like social security and disability income? If you would give them a certain amount of money, would that affect their eligibility to still use social security? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it definitely would. So what I would have to do is I'd have also have to set up a trust for them that, you know, like as it matured and stuff, like they'd be able to like tap out from it and stuff like that. You know, basically the same way, like, you know, parents have college funds for their kids and, you know, they can't touch them until a certain a certain time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But- I, I would do the same thing for them. And you know what? And, and here's the crazy part about it. I would just I would I would find a way to let them know, like, hey, like if you need help for something like. I, I, I like I'll be able to help you out like you know like uh, you know depending on how extreme it is of course but the reason why I would do that is because I would already have a trust set for them so you know like if they actually yeah. get down super down on hard luck and whatnot you know like okay like here let me help you out and I'd actually borrow against their trust but would that count as income for them that's what I'd be worried about like oh yeah 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 that is a good question like, that is a good I mean, question. I mean I'm thinking too much about this because we do have relatives you know oh we'd want to help them but then what if that makes them ineligible for the benefits I'm sure there's receiving? some legal, I wouldn't call them loopholes, but like, you know how there's some terminology, like you can gift someone money, but it's only mm-hmm. like a certain amount per time period. So I bet mm-hmm. you there's a threshold that you can write it off as a gift versus income. I just don't yeah. know what that is. Maybe so. That's a good point. I guess because my fear would be, you know, you screw them over yes. and then they have this medical emergency or or something where even your amount of money shit like, worst becomes, case, you become a piggy bank. <laughs> worst case worst case scenario is I will start a GoFundMe and then just funnel the amount into that and tell them, hey, pull out from that. 
They take a cut though. They take a, they take a cut, but guess what? I'd make sure it's a decent enough cut that they can still get by. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think too much about all this. I guess because I know. No, no, it's a good. It, no, it's a, no, it's a good thing to think about because like because like because like you could you could you could unintentionally change their lives and you know if they're not prepared for their lifestyle to change like that, right. you've actually done more harm than good for them. Yes, and my fear would be what if. They have extended relatives finding out we're helping them and those relatives. Oh, them. Yeah. Like you'd have to be very strict and you'd have to explain to them if you give, like, I don't know, you'd have to lawyer again, lawyer up. Like, I think t- Timmy was laughing. I mean, he was like, you're talking like we just want it. I was like, no, I have to be prepared. <laughs> I want to be prepared in case this happens because. It can be scary how friends and family can react just people in general react about money. People have act funny around money. That's just it's it's weird. Oh, is it like after people die, some of the first like some of the what is the first thing people do? They go Ooh. hawk around their their houses or they start freaking out about inheritances. Um mm-hmm. like okay, so my parents we have three they have three daughters and they don't have a will yet. They have not made their will. And they're like Oh, Paxel well, says it, hi. Hi, Paxel. You're gonna be in my will, Paxel. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, Paxel, sweet baby. So I'm like, Mom, y'all, y'all need to get this in writing. Oh, it's the three of you. It's gonna be easy. I'm like, no, there's something called probate court, and yes, it's gonna drag out. You see how fast the government works. Okay. See, I just, um, I just, I just learned about that shit, and you know, like I, and now I'm at this point where I need to have the conversation with my mom. Actually, I need to have the conversation with my sister first to see like what, what part is she willing to take responsibility for? If she wants to take responsibility for, it, or if she just wants me to handle it all and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, because uh, it's one. Aw, <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those situations where it's like, you know, my mom, you know, she's getting up there. She turns, she turns, she turns 69 this year. Yeah. Yeah. She turns 69 this year. Um, and it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, like, um, you know, like, like I said, she's, she's been a lifelong type one diabetic and stuff like that. Like, you know, like she's got mm-hmm. blood pressure problems, uh, and stuff like that, you know, like, and it's getting to the point where you like me and my, like, I live, I live a six and a half hour drive away from her like so it's like just just right around 400 miles away from her so like if i have to get up and like you know take a road trip or whatnot it's kind of a hassle you know uh yeah my sister my sister also my sister lives in georgia but and she's a lot closer to my mother i think i think her drive time is like just a little outside of an hour to get to my mom's house and stuff like that so she can get there faster but the problem is my sister's always traveling for work and stuff like that so you know like sometimes Sometimes my sister winds up in a, in a cannot be reached status and stuff like that, you know. So like it's it's getting to the point where you know after having conversations with my mom and stuff on the phone, like and and realizing you know like she needs help with stuff, you know, like I you know now after after talking to people who are in like the probate and fiduciary like services and stuff like that and getting the hell scared out of me, <laughs> like. I'm at this point now where it's like, I got to get ready to start. I got to get the medical power of attorney. I got to get the financial power of attorneys and all that stuff in place and stuff like that, especially when my mom's talking about possibly like following some family members and moving to Texas. Like, oh, uh, uh, no, like every uh, state's different too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, my ass is staying in Virginia and you're going to go halfway across the nation and stuff like that and make it harder for me to get to you, by the way. Now, now the idea of driving to see you is no longer an option. I have to take an airplane. <laughs> That's, that's scary stuff. And, yeah, it is. It uh, is. Uh, like, 
I was actually texting Stephanie this this morning or yesterday morning because I was listening to another episode where y'all were talking about wills. After Timmy and I bought our house, we went to willing.com because one of my previous jobs, that was a, a benefit, like you save some money and it walks you through it, asks you for your state because every state's different and you can update it. And like we got the deed to the house set up, like whatever, they walk you through it all, like where you have to establish mm-hmm. this person has the deed to the house because we're not married yet. And um, I, I hate to say it, no matter how much you love people, no matter how much you love family, let's say something happens to one of us, you don't know what the next of kin, which I guess would be our parents. You don't know what people are like. Yeah, exactly. You don't know, you don't know. And I, I would hate it. Like what if they're desperate for money or, or they just, they're grieving and they're not thinking right. I don't know. I don't know. Like I hate, I'm a very cautious, paranoid person. I want everything in writing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. I, I'm hoping I did everything correctly. I, I think we got it notarized. I'm, I'm also, uh, I, I try not to be a pessimist. I'm like, I'm sure we screwed up something somehow, but <laughs> we did our best. We did what we could. Hopefully we won't have to put that theory to, to t- the test. <laughs> I'll definitely check out what you sent me because wills terrify me. I still don't have one. Um, and the fact that I just have a son is probably the primary reason. But then I always joke, like, I have this much, like, to my name. Like, what does it matter? But, like, I know that's not the right way to think. You, ha- you, yeah. you have more than you realize is what I've always heard. You have more than you realize. Your car, your um, health insurance, life insurance. I, well, I meant, like, compared to my debt. So maybe that's enough oh. to cancel my debt. <laughs> So. I don't know, but um, another thing, don't let uh, the debtors, you know, freak out your next of kin because mm-hmm. they're not going to assume your debt. Don't don't let them call those. Well, you'll be dead, so <laughs> you'd be dead, so they wouldn't be able to help them. Yeah. And this got real. We talked about isolation. We talked about divorce. We talked about what we had to win the lottery. Yeah. God. Okay, if y'all won the lottery, I. And I'm, I'm sincerely, I sincerely mean this. I wouldn't expect you to be like, Celeste, just because I know you, I'm going to give you money. I. That's the other I, thing too. That, but, I, but I know just from the type of person I am, like if, if like one of my best friends, like, because I, I have two best friends and how I justify it is like, I have a male best friend. I have a female best friend. <laughs> That's how I justify that. So if either of my best friends, like, you know, like won the lottery and stuff, I, I would not hold any entitlement over them yeah. that I should have something, you know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would, I would hope they would want it. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. And I wouldn't want them to feel pressured. I'd, I'd want them to still be themselves and still be my friend. Yeah. Be- yeah. I, because, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's their life. It's their money. It's their, it, they, they, they will do what they feel is best for how they want to do it. What are you going to say, Stephanie? Yeah. What oh, were you going like, to say? That's the thing about entitlement. Unfortunately, a lot of people these days just feel like, well, what about me? Where's my cup? Oh Yeah. Oh, we'd we'd have some relatives who'd be extra pissed with us. Oh, I oh extra I, pissed. Yeah, but I, I hate to say it, they're really dumb with money. And yeah, yeah. I've seen the decisions they make. A million dollars isn't gonna fix that. Be like, bitch, yeah. you need a role, you need a role model. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, you um you're in debt and yet you buy a Mustang with your tax return, like you're an exchange. Yeah. Um, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that was mean. I don't think they listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever wondered, Celeste, like who in your family or friends might listen to After Dark? Hmm. Probably my sisters. 
I'd like to think that no one in my family will ever listen to this. So that's why I've, I've been speaking very freely. <laughs> Corey posts these on LinkedIn, you know. Oh. Well, that might work. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you'd have to have to do some serious searching. <laughs> so. Ooh, goodness. If my no. boss. <laughs> no, he's not tagging you in it or anything. Don't worry. I think it, it auto populates on his LinkedIn. Corey, yeah, we're yeah. on to yeah. you. Yeah, like yeah, like I think he has a lot of stuff on his LinkedIn just because like it, it like for what he does now for work, like it actually boosts his uh his yeah. uh his profile. Yeah, he's trying to his professional profile. <sighs> Is there anything else y'all wanted to discuss? I, we, we, I, we're I can't think of it. Yeah, I can't. I mean, wow, like I, this was this was. I I don't know which one was. I don't know if the last episode that we were on like is is loaded or if this one was loaded. I feel this one hit every spectrum as far as I can tell. Like we talked about some heavy stuff. We talked about some fun stuff. We talked about some some shit that makes people think. Yeah, this has been pretty. Like Celeste, you've brought like a lot of amazing topics to the oh, table here. You're just saying yeah. that you're my friend. You're just no, saying, no, 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 I mean it. I really mean it. Oh God. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I overthink. I have analysis paralysis. That's my problem. Analysis paralysis. I like that. I, I didn't like come that. up with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Thing. I didn't come up with it where you overthink and to the point where you don't take action and like, okay, for example, like, I'm like, okay, we got our wills notarized. We did exactly what each step did. And then there's a voice in the back of my head. You screwed up something. So if one of you dies, you're going to screw over the other person. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the only one. I will say that you're not alone in that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's only so much you can control in life. You do your best and Exactly. I mean, you can't you, can you can't lose sleep over it all the time. There's yeah. always going to be something that could go wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. Granted, easier said than done, but like I'm I'm right there with you on that. So everybody who's listening, let us know what you would do if you won. <laughs> lottery yeah for real, tell us. For real yeah tell us we'd like to know <laughs> yes oh, okay my um my stupid purchase can i tell you my stupid purchase yes yeah, one of many it. stupid purchases i'm not a big like handbag person but i do love the classic chanel black quilted handbag mm-hmm. it's that's iconic a, that, that's your stupid purchase i feel like that that's i feel like that's just I, if I did not have that kind of, I am not going to drop $5,000, $10,000 on a handbag. Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. But if I won the lottery, that would be my treat yourself material, stupid possession. <laughs> huh. I think I've got good taste, girl. Like, Chanel yeah. is very classy. But it, it's, it's so funny because Timmy jokes with me because the most I've ever spent on a handbag is like $60. And he's like, you know, just whenever we talk about how much like Louis Vuitton and those different ones cost, he's like, but it does, they all do the same thing. They all carry your shit. And I'm like, I know that's why the only reason I would get this Chanel handbag would be if I had stupid money to, where yeah, I wouldn't even have, miss you. it. I wouldn't miss I, it. Oh God. I, I don't even know what my treat yourself stupid spend would be. I don't even mine know. Mine would be like a, a little bit of everything. Like for me, I would redo my wardrobe. Um, because what I, cause what I've been doing is sometimes buying cheaper things, but the quality's not good. Mm-hmm. If I could afford it, I would rather buy high quality stuff that are really expensive, but will last me for the next decade. You end up saving money. Yeah. Right. And then 
I would actually do more of like constant spa day type stuff. Like I think that's where uh-huh. I'd start, just like constantly yeah. do spa stuff. And lastly, like remember how I mentioned like Pokemon cards and stuff? Like I would full-blown indulge into collector mode like i would now be able to afford like retro games like i would have (laughs) a display thing downstairs with everything retro things i could buy that i currently cannot buy yeah absolutely what what's your stupid thing laura (laughs) see i've been i've been sitting here thinking about it like i really don't know like that's the other problem too i'm kind of like an impulse shopper like, like I'm that dumbass. I'm that dumbass that walks into Best Buy and walks out with some shit I know I did not need at that moment. Well, then so, your splurge would just be shopping spree then. Yes, it pro- yes. It probably, it probably would be. And the, and the crazy part is, like, I, you know what? There's, there's a good chance I probably buy a ridiculous bunch of uh, gym equipment because, like, I would right now would kill for a really good at home gym. Next week we're gonna see if Laurent posting. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, shit. Like, I, I, this is not my house, but I would, I would renovate the fucking garage to, 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 to make, to make part of it a gym. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love it. Um, well, hopefully next time I talk to y'all, I, we've won a little bit of the money yeah. from the lottery. <laughs> I would be fine with, you know, a few thousand. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's not I, enough to give away. That's not enough for the sharks to come after. I me. mean, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I'm not. I I would not be pissed if like I wound up having the split with like five or six people. You know, that mm-hmm. also had the winning number. I I'm no. I, I would not have a problem. No, that's still a disgusting amount of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I mean, like, like, uh, like, I I don't understand why I'm not playing it when it's like the base the base amount, the fifty million. Like, I don't understand why I'm not doing that. Uh, because you have a better like, chance of being struck by lightning. I guess. I, 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 yeah, I guess, I guess so. But, you know, like, there's also a part of me I wonder. I wonder if it's rigged. Really? Well, there's a part of me I wonder if it's rigged because, like, we never hear. Okay, like, so let's say someone wins this this jackpot right now. The 100, the one, the $1.02 billion. Let's say someone wins that, wins that right now. It resets to $50 million, right? We don't ever hear about $50 million winners. I guarantee you, like, it, it's not always going up, you know? You know, there's got to be sometimes when it resets and someone hits it right after the reset, you know what I mean? Does, does no one care about the lower end? I don't Is think, that why we don't hear I don't about think, it? We, we, yeah, we never, hear, we never hear the news say, say someone in XYZ state, like, you know, won the, won the 50 million jackpot, you know? We never hear that, but as soon as this shit goes above 300 million, that's when we start hearing, like, someone's won that shit. I guess because it's such an absurd amount of money. That's probably it. That's probably it. And you know, like it might be a slow news day for that for the, for that area of the United States when it happens. You know. I wonder. Like, I'm sure the the odds are really aren't that much better. But I wonder how much better the odds would be if you play the lottery now low? versus it, low. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think about it. I, I should. I, I mean, like again, few, still like very. Still, but at the same. Very, but at the same odds. time, I think it was like it was like two dollars a ticket, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's two dollars a ticket. Like, like I, like I, I usually just run a ten dollar bill, you know, and run some numbers. I don't even have set numbers, so I always just let the computer pick the numbers. Which that's how that's how the prize gets so big because like the computer's generating the numbers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. You know, they can and, and as like I don't know, I feel. <laughs> 
those stories where you know you have people who are always playing the same exact numbers day in and day out, you know, and you those know, are my parents. That's my yeah. Parents. It's like it's like no, I can't. I I I don't I don't I don't have an idea what my lucky number is. So why would I even bother? I think they use like our birthdays or something mm-hmm. for their numbers. They've been using that for years. They don't buy very often, but whenever they do, I think they use. Speaking of which. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, my mom. My mom always tells the cashier, like whenever she buys lottery tickets, if these, if this is the winning lottery ticket, I'm coming back and I'm looking for you so I can give you some money since you sold me the winning ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that's another thing too. Like you, like yeah, like um, yeah, like if I overpay for these groceries, that's your money. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Stephanie? Um, uh, no, uh, oh, nothing. It was just more like, can you imagine like those people that literally play the lottery every day, several times? Yeah. That's a little ridiculous. You're See, gonna, those those are people who have a gam- those are people who have a gambling problem. Yes. Like that's you know, it's something so innocuous. Like all they're doing is going and buying. You, well, actually, you know, I wonder about I wonder about people who buy lottery tickets versus people who are always buying scratcher cards. Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they look at each other, at each other, you know, the scratchers versus the people who are going by in the lottery, and, you know, and it's like you're buying, you're you're playing the same number day in and day out versus I'm going in spending X Y Z amount of money on scratchers, and you know, some days I get lucky and get that money back. <laughs> yep. At one of my old jobs, we would do um, White Elephant or Secret Santa or something, and it was mm-hmm. like a 20 – the big gift was $20, $25 limit. A very popular gift was for people to buy scratchers for their Secret mm-hmm. Santa. But it kind of sucks because sometimes you might not get anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why if I were to ever do some sort of gambling, I'd rather go to a casino. And the reason why I say that is because there's entertainment value. Like you're there mm-hmm. in the atmosphere – a lot of people watching and have a drink and enjoy it. So like I can wrap my brain around, I'm going to assume these $200, for example, will be gone to pay for my entertainment at the casino. If I end up breaking even or even making a little bit, that's just a bonus. Like, I feel like that's more worth my time than a one in couple million odds of winning the lottery. I mean, mega millions or something. Yeah. Yeah. The psychology of casinos is fascinating. You notice there are no windows, there are no clocks. Yep, and they're like pumping mm-hmm. oxygen into the room. It's crazy. They know what they're doing. They know what. Yeah, they doing. do. Oh, it's almost midnight where y'all are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as a matter of fact, um, I think this is a good stopping point. Mm-hmm. Let us know what your favorite uh, casino game is, listeners. Yep. For me, it's Texas Hold'em and blackjack. I love me a good blackjack. I like pressing buttons. I don't feel like I don't feel like I've ever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been good at roulette. Like I don't understand the concept of roulette. You just call a random color and number. Is that how it goes? Yep. Yeah. And Thanks people who want to play safe, they'll just bet colors. That's why you hear the whole bet on black. That's because it's just it's fifty fifty. So it's like a safer mm-hmm. um, way to bet. I mean, number mm-hmm. betting on numbers is a higher payout, but you have like a one in. I forgot if it was like thirty six or thirty eight chance of winning. So. Uh huh. Is that well now you know mm-hmm. the more you know <laughs> all right well we're gonna go ahead now uh, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here uh so as always thanks to everyone that that took the moment to tune in and listen to boster chef dark before we head out uh as always we're gonna let you know how to get in contact with us and stay in contact with us if you want celeste please go first 
You can find me on Twitter at FairyCrypt. I'd love to talk with you and let us know. I don't know what's going on in your life. For real. Yeah. Stephanie. People can find me on the internets, Twitter and Instagram at Klimov underscore author. And most Wednesday nights on the Busters podcast and other ancillary shows in the network. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. It's getting late. <laughs> and as always, you can catch up with me on social media at Exodus803. That's also my uh, uh, YouTube and Twitch handle, as well as my PlayStation Network and Steam ID. Uh, I am always, you can always find me Tuesday nights on my YouTube channel with the Crossroads podcast. Uh, that usually goes down at 8 p.m. Tuesday nights, where we talk about PlayStation, PC, and Xbox gaming along with some other things, of course, and uh, you can catch me on various uh, iterations of standard definition, including Mass Effect and the Marvel MCU stuff. Um, come back and join us for our next installment of Boss Rush After Dark, where we'll be back with more topics that aren't completely content-appropriate for the other anchor shows. We love you all. We appreciate you. And y'all have a good night. Be safe out there. And, uh, and, and no, we won't, we won't force you to tell us if you win the lottery. <laughs> Have a good night.